Hello, my name is Houston. I'm here with my co-host Thomas, and this is the Gridiron Elite Podcast. We are back from our absence, here to give you more news and updates about this 2022 NFL season and many episodes to come. Today, we'll be talking about, we'll give you a rundown on different teams, situations, and news from over the offseason and highlight some games that are coming up for the new season. So first, we'll be talking about the Bengals and their situation with Jesse Bates and Daxton Hill. Yes, Daxton Hill was the first round pick at the end of the end of the first round, and the Bengals have been adding some depth at the O line. But I'm not sure they would. Uh, I'm not sure they're going to give the steal to Jesse Bates. Apparently, they were only going to offer four million a year, which I. Definitely, he deserves more money than that. Yes, uh, sixteen million a year for Jesse Bates is kind of crazy, considering he's, in my opinion, all pro safety. Uh, I think it might be four million a year, but oh yeah, my bad, four million a year, sixteen million in total. They're basically just saying we don't need you. Go ahead and mm-hmm. test the free agents. And yes, I don't think you should do that with a safety that was like. The staple on that defense, pretty much, saved saved y'all a lot of times when Mr. Eli Apple uh, got burnt. Recently, you resigned Eli Apple, so you can you're resigning the corner that didn't help you, but that essentially lost y'all the game. But that's besides the point. Uh, he didn't see. Uh, he got toasted in uh, training camp, and then. One of the reporters asked Jamar Chase if he liked if he liked uh, Eli Apple, and I think he was like, "I forgot what he said." And then Eli Apple was like, "Well, I'm not here to make friends." My opinion that that's your team. You should look. You should honestly be friends with them, so like practices can be competitive, but also, uh, also like friendly competition, so you're not about to fight every day. Unlike Trevor Penning, but we'll get to that one later. But um, I feel like that that's something to keep an eye on with that team because their defense, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't a top one. Their D-line was solid, though. Their D-line was solid. Linebacker group could have been better. And uh, that's pretty much it about them. They don't have nothing going on. The next one, we're going to move on to the AFC South with the Texans. Uh, in recent news, John Mechie uh, getting leukemia. He'll more than likely be out for this season. You hate to see it for a rookie that was injured for the, his last college season. Very um, sad. Very up-and-coming player. I was really high on him in the draft. I was I was, I was, was excited to see him. I, I kind of consider him a steal for the Texans. <laughs> Especially with Davis Mills and him being like one, like one of the top rookies stat wise from that draft class, with him being what a fifth, was was he a third, third a, round I think a later later round pick out of all the out of all the QBs just to put it like that, um he had a one of the better showings playing with a bad Texans O line, had better stats than Tua act that. Mm, Pretty similar. Stats. I think Davis Mills has like the exact same amount of touchdowns and yards as uh, 
to would turn the ball over. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, that's a that's a joke. Dolphins fans don't like to hear it. There, Tua turn the ball over. Well, um, sad because that's that's kind of what he did a lot. But um, Davis Mills, you know, the jokes beside is a, I think is a very underrated quarterback. Pretty decent quarterback, and I feel like he could have been good with John Mechie playing, because I feel like John Mechie could have actually made himself like a name in the league. In his first year, like, like some of the rookies did in past years, like Jamar Chase, uh, Justin, Justin Jefferson, Jefferson, all those receivers. But sadly, we won't get to see that. But hopefully, he is better. And Davis Mills has to use his other options, which I don't really know. His other the other receivers they have. Brandon Cooks. I thought they traded him. He resigned him. Extension. Okay, so I guess Brandon Cooks is their new number one, if I'm correct. But on the Texans, I think so. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. Texans are still probably gonna finish in the bottom half of that division. But what do you expect? But they definitely updated uh, on the defense with Jalen Petrie, who's been shown out, and uh, a safety out of Baylor. So, we'll have to see. Time will tell on the Texans. Uh, moving on to the AFC East and the Dolphins. Tyreek Hill on that deal after leaving the, the Chiefs. No, I really like Tyreek Hill, but I don't know if, what is it, $31 million, I think? I think so. I think that is absolutely ridiculous. I know the market is messed up because of that Christian Kirk deal. From this offseason, but didn't need that all that money. They could have gave it to someone else. Yeah, I don't think he's worth twenty million, and they're gonna find out soon enough. When uh, Trevor Lawrence has nobody to throw to, but it's hurting the salary cap. And you mean uh, Tua, not Trevor Lawrence? But we seen. I saw a clip of. I saw a clip of Tua. Throwing a, I think it was 65-yard pass in the pocket. And people were like, uh, yeah, so th- that's for the haters that are saying he has no arm. That's that's in training camp. So, like, he has a red jersey on. He's not allowed to get touched. So, like, he knows, even if the D-line is coming at him full speed, he knows they can't touch him. So, like, of course he'll be able to make that pass. Now, in a real game, maybe. Who knows? Well, that's what... That's pretty much what the whole narrative on Tua has been over these last couple of years. He had how he had no arm. He, basically, how his arm strength didn't relate to the NFL, like the game of the of NFL compared to NCAA. Like he was stuck at Bama. Like that's where his skill set was stuck at. Which I don't know. I feel like he can be a decent, a good quarterback, top fifteen. Maybe better, but I I don't know. He's just he's still he in my opinion he's still a question mark. Well, good. It's a good thing what the GM did in Miami though, bringing in um those receivers, Tyreek Hill, big deal. But they still got Cedric Wilson from the Cowboys in free agency. They also got Eric Ezukama in the draft from Texas Tech. Um, who else they got? I mean, Gasecki is on a I believe a franchise tag. 
feel like they should re-sign him because that's a he's not a bad tight end. Probably top five. Um, but what the Dolphins aren't doing good at right now is their front office getting their next year's first round pick and I think twenty twenty four third round pick taken yes. for tampering. Uh, this all relates all the way back to Brian Flores getting fired for when they were threatening his job to purposely lose games to tank on purpose. And uh, I I don't know if you can really feel bad for him because they knew the rules and they just broke them. Um, I agree with that. Uh, you know the rules. You can't break them. You kind of just have to follow the rules. And Simple as the- that. The owner is suspended for six months, I think. I think that's... Yeah, six months, I think. But, um, honestly, you hate to see it, especially it's a first-round draft pick. I mean, it's not... We haven't heard much about this upcoming draft class other than, like, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, and all those, like, big quarterback names. Will Anderson. Yeah, but we don't... And, uh... Will Levis, um, but we just don't we don't know how star studded this next draft class is gonna be compared to previous ones. So I just feel like that's like not something you wanna you wanna encounter, especially this early in the season. But hopefully it doesn't mess with the team's morality. You get what I'm saying? But moving on to the next team. We are going to the AFC West to the newly the newly re- revamped Chargers. Um, I feel like peep some Kansas City Chiefs fan might shoot me down for this, but talent wise, I feel like the Chargers have the best team in the AFC West talent wise. That's that's a me opinion though. I don't know how you feel about it. Uh, Talent-wise, I could agree with that. I don't know how it's going to work out, but they lost tackle Brian Beluga. I think he retired, but they did get guard Zion Johnson out of Boston College in this first round. They got Rashawn Slater in the previous draft from Northwestern. So Corey Lindsley, they're just turning this whole line around, and I'm liking it because he used to be terrible. So. Uh, speaking of turning things around, that new defense they have, uh, Derwin James coming back. Um, they signed J.C. Jackson. Uh, they got Khalil Mack, but we just don't know what version that they got. Because when the Bears first got him, they got that Oakland. They had the Oakland Raiders, Khalil Mack. And then he, slow- he kind of slowed down, but yet again, he was with the Bears. So, like, don't blame him. But then, you know, he gets traded, new city. Um, he's going to Los Angeles, so that's that's a plus. But we just hope to see they get the good version. Not to say any version of him was bad, but like the better version of Khalil Mack. To help, got a, to help that D line. They got an extra edge in Kyle Van Noy, free agent. I don't know how long that deal is, but they got Bryce Callahan from the Broncos. So the corner room is getting better with J.C. Jackson and him. Asante Samuel Jr., still really young. And Derwin James being able to play corner, too, which is another reason he is a top safety in the league. Kenneth Murray Jr., linebacker. 
everything's gonna work out. A uh, very young, talented team. Yeah, I feel like they can. They could probably make some noise and not have to rely on a tie or a win to make the playoffs again. And then you know, with Rashawn Slater and Zion Johnson being on the line, that'll help Justin Herbert being able to make make some more reads and get the ball out to Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, and all those faces that y'all already know of. Um, but moving moving on. To the next division, moving to the NFC, actually, the NFC East, um, one of the most boring divisions in football right now. Uh, we'll be talking about the Eagles, the only team that really has anything going on for them. Um, AJ Brown getting uh, on trade night actually got traded to the Eagles in a deal with um, the ti- the Titans. Yeah, the Titans. And uh, I just... It was... They at least they gave him the money he wanted. And he's going... But I just feel like... They didn't have to, they didn't have to trade him, in my opinion. They could have kept him. But I get it. They, they, they traded him, but then, like... They got Traylon Burks with that pick. Which is like a mini... It's like... I, I see him as another AJ Brown because they even use him his draft comparison as AJ Brown. Yeah, definitely on draft night we did not really see that coming. Uh, I definitely didn't see it coming, but I mean I agree with the deal. If the Eagles saw what they wanted with him, they were like, "All right, he's essentially a first round pick for us." So trade the pick, get the proven AJ Brown. That's gonna help you from day one. That's a scary receiver core now. Devontae Adams, A.J. Brown. Oh, Devontae Smith, sorry. A.J. Brown. That's 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 a pretty solid duo. With Devontae Smith, they both have, like, sure hands. Like, if it hits their hands, they're catching it. Goddard is a good tight end. Quez Watkins was pretty good this year. He's a deep threat. Really fast, so. That gives more help to Jalen Hurts, who in some people's eyes are unproven still. And in others, he's he's a bust. But I feel like give him one more year, he'll be a decent starting quarterback for a team if he's not on the Eagles at the end of this year. But I feel like I don't feel like the Eagles are gonna do that. They're gonna keep him, in my opinion. But I mean, that that's pretty much it for that division. That's that's just a boring division overall. It always comes down to who has the least amount of losses, and they're always close to the 500 mark. Never that far over. But moving on to the NFC West, the San Francisco 49ers. Recently re-signed Debo Samuel. Uh, Trent Williams, they still got him. Best tackle in the game, best offensive lineman in the game, undoubtedly. Uh, Debo Samuel just got that deal. Definitely needed him because without him, that offense is in shambles. Uh, running backs getting hurt last year at the start of the year. Trey Sermon, Ohio State back getting hurt, so definitely need Debo. Um, they're talking about how it's the Trey Lance era now. If you saw anything about that. Um, we really didn't, honestly, the Trey Lance it's like a Jordan Love situation. 
we didn't see him at all last year other than like in special packages that was where he was like either in the backfield or like through a flea flicker or something. But um there um there's not really much to talk about with the 49ers. Um they made the playoffs last year. We'd love to see them do it again. But Jimmy, I think I feel like he's going to end up getting traded. Uh, Jimmy G, I heard the owners have let him look for a trade. Um, I kind of hope that happens. I don't like to see players sit on teams and do nothing. I believe in Trey Lance. He played against the Texans at home, and I think that he's got a bright future. Looking at that breakdown, he's making the throws. His release points are there. Uh, that's why he was a first-round talent. Um so, right. gotta give him a chance. Third overall pick, I think, top five. I know that because I don't think anyone. They traded up the the San Francisco Forty ers traded up and gave a lot to the Dolphins for that pick to get Trey Lance. But moving on to another team in the West, the Rams. Uh, Allen Robinson recently signed. We saw a clip of him going over somebody and catching the ball. We like to see it with with Matthew Stafford because that's an extra an extra option for him other than uh Cooper Cup, the offensive player of the year, I'm pretty sure. Um, who else is in that receiver room? Robert Woods is there. He got traded to the Titans, Titans I believe. For yeah. Nothing. Odell Beckham um, is hurt, he's a free agent on that one year deal. So Getting Allen Robinson definitely helped that receiver core. Gives Matthew Stafford some more room to stretch the field, really. I believe Van Jefferson is hurt right now, so. Wouldn't healthy though. Van Jefferson is a good, good deep threat option, though. I will say that. I will give that to him. Uh, seeing him multiple times last year, just outrunning the safeties and catching the ball. But we are going to move on to the next division. The NFC South. Uh, the Saints still have Jameis Winston as their starter. Uh, backup Ian Book, I'm pretty sure. Andy Dalton is there now. I forgot yeah, about him, that. Him too. So that's a that's a weird quarterback room in my opinion. Um, considering they just went to having Drew Brees, considerably an an all time great in the league. But now they have Jameis Winston, so he showed some flashes last year, uh, and he also showed some downs right after the flashes. Key example, shutting out the Packers in week one and then immediately getting thrashed by the Panthers. So, No, I believe in Jameis Winston. I think that he was a first-round talent. He's just an athlete, you know. He always shows up. You know, when he's healthy – when he was healthy, he played very good at the start of this year. So, but I just feel like he's like, I don't know. He he's just like, he's unpredictable. Like one minute he's throwing thirty yard touchdowns, and then the next he's in the locker room dancing on a torn ACL. Yes, but uh, in this draft they gave him more threats. Uh, they got Chris Olave, Trevor Penning, who got kicked out of OTAs. For fighting, which uh, 
uh, I don't I don't know how to feel about that. We saw the clips of him at uh was that Pro Day? Not Pro Day. Um, what's the college thing called? Like the the Senior Bowl, like the Senior Bowl one on ones. When we saw him, look he looked pretty feisty. Um, going against those DNs. We and then OTAs he got kicked out fighting. Um, the the D D lineman, which is not surprising. But we just hope to see it's just him, you know, that competitiveness over overtaking his body, and it's something he like. Uh, he fixes, and hopefully it's not a problem to team morale, considering they have a brand new head coach, which everyone seemed to forget about. Yeah, Dennis Allen, formerly the, I believe the decent defensive coordinator for the Saints, and he was with the Raiders at one point, so. That yeah. defense could really use it to help. But. NFC South, I feel like that division, that second spot, to be more specific, is up for grabs. Because the Bucks, they're not going anywhere. As long as Tom Brady is there, I feel like the Bucks are going to stay contenders. Because when it comes to Brady, anywhere he goes, that team is a contender for some random reason. Which is very aggravating as a Panthers fan myself. And they just signed Julio Jones, which we you you're happy to see him get out the NFC South for one year. Then he comes right back. Yes, Russell Gage, also joining that team from the formerly Falcons. Um, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin is coming back from that ACL. That's a that's a solid receiving room. Uh, who's their tight end? I believe they got. Cameron Bright still, Gronkowski retired. Oh, OJ yeah, Howard yeah. is um a new team, I believe. Yeah, it's it's a new team for them really. With some people retiring, like um one of their old linemen retired, but I can't. Oh, Ryan Jensen, their center, they're starting. Was it no? I it was a guard, I believe. Ryan Jensen just got hurt the other day, though. He got carted off the field. Which is never good. That's never good, especially in OTAs. But regardless, they're they're gonna stay a good team though. But um, I mean, they lost Alex Kappa to the Bengals in free agency, and we're like, wow, maybe this is gonna hurt them. But then they go out and get the guard from the Patriots. So it's just like, you know, when is Tom Brady gonna retire? Please, like, yes. Get get him out the lead right now. He he scammed us earlier in the year. He's a he's a great player and a, we're witnessing history. But he scammed everybody in the league Gave for some month. What was it like a month or two? Month, then yeah. he posted on Twitter, "I can't leave," and comes right back and hurts everybody's heart. But moving on to the final the final division that we will talk about today. Uh, the Lions, seem, seemingly the NFL's most favorite team. It seems like everyone wants to see the, want, they want to see them win for some reason. Like, they just want to see the Lions uh, win win some games, considering they're, like, not a good team for real. They've basically been the, the little brother of the NFL for a very long time, you know. Everybody wants to see them succeed now. They've uh, 
drafted very well in the past few years, so it's about time. Jamo and uh, that Jamo and um, uh, Amon Ron Say Brown um, receiving duo is gonna be a scary one, considering Amon Ron Saint Brown broke out at the end of the season with him being like a fifth round draft pick, which was actually shocking to me. I thought he was gonna go like late, late first, early third, and somewhere in there, but no, he went all fell all the way to the fifth round. Which is kind of wild, considering he was a top receiver that year. But he broke out at the end of the season. Uh, I feel like that's that those two complement each other. You got Jamo with the speed, and uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. He's not big, but he will he will get those scrappy yards. He'll get it over the middle, and he's not scared to run at a linebacker. He definitely proved himself this year. And he got the respect that he needs, so glad to see this Lions team getting better. However, they need a new quarterback. So we'll see how that happens. Maybe next year, CJ Stroud or Bryce. So, Bryce yeah. Um, they also drafted Aiden Hutchinson. Uh, bright the favorite to win Defensive Rookie of the Year, right now. That's a bright spot on that defense, along with Jeff Okuda, um, Amani Orarie. Who is in a bad corner? Um, but I just feel like the Lions. They're still. I feel like they're still not over the edge yet, though. Dan Campbell being in his second year of the head coach of uh, there. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. Even though he's a, he's a very funny guy, but he brings a lot of good energy to energy. that team, though. Yeah. That's because we saw those po- post press interviews. Was that after their first game? He was crying. He was crying because they won. So you love to see a coach care that much. And it's just as long as the coach doesn't care more than the team. Because at that point, too far gone. If the coach cares more than the team. But that is a, the wrap-up of the off season. Now we will be looking talking about the games of the regular season. Skipping over the preseason. With the first game being a big one, actually. Uh, the Bills and the Rams, which in my opinion might be might be game of the week for the first week of the NFL. I believe so. Looking at these games that that are slated to happen, if nothing, no like weather gets in the way. But I feel like that's like top contender for game of the week right there. Two uh, Super Bowl contenders, one of them winning the Super Bowl. And one of them exiting the second round in a way that caused, that sparked a lot of controversy with overtime rules. But I feel like it was more of a, oh, we wanted to see them win. So we're going to argue that the overtime rules needed to be changed. But but I feel like it would have happened either way. If the Kansas City Chiefs won, their fan base would have been yelling, fix the overtime rules. And it's just nothing you can do about it. Because if you fix it, there's going to be people that hate it. If you don't, there's going to be people that are like, fix it right now. So it's just, you, at this point, you might as well just leave it the same. Just leave it like it, it's been because nobody's happy. So yeah, You might as well leave it that way because no matter what you do, no one's going to be happy. But I feel like the people, uh, 
I don't know. I feel like this game is really up for grabs. I feel like anybody can win. Um, and, uh, with the who's the home team? I believe it's LA. Yeah, with the Rams being the home team having home field advantage. Um, I don't know. I feel like I feel like this game is really up for grabs. It's Josh Allen, who got into a fight with a uh, D lineman, but you know Josh Allen's a big guy, so you. He can hold his own, I guess. I but, guess. Uh, yeah, I guess the D lineman is kind of wild. But um, yeah, they're. But I feel like the Bills can pull away with this one. They're they're the more they, their team is more like gelled together, other than the Rams, who are like kind of kind of a brand new team. Yeah, kind of a brand new team. So, but at the end of the day, you got Cooper Cup. So. He'll make something out of nothing. Yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of Bills. Uh, as a Cowboys fan, just seen them just tear us down. But uh, I still think they're going to win this game. Uh, it might be a close one, but Josh Allen is just really talented, and he always seems to come out on top. So, uh, Josh Allen being a top quarterback in this league, Something nobody saw when he first got drafted. A lot of people were really praying on his downfall for real. They were saying he's not gonna be a um he's not gonna be a top talent in the league. He doesn't know what he's doing. Um, but and he came from he played uh for a community college and then went to Wyoming and then went to the league and now he's a top quarterback in the league currently so I don't know I just feel like he's he's talented enough to carry a team to a, like to a win especially this Bills team which isn't bad especially with that elite safety duo they have and Mike Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer I almost forgot both of their names but um, I feel like they'll end up coming out on top um, moving on to the next game, uh, the Saints versus the Falcons, the first division game. Um, I feel like the Saints, uh, it's a sleeper game because people are going to be asleep. The Saints are going to win that game because the Falcons are kind of, from what I can see, they're kind of a dumpster fire. They're right bad. They're, they're really bad. They are a dumpster fire. They have Kyle Pitts. Poor guy. Uh, that's that's about it. Marcus Mariota is your starting quarterback. That's that's enough to be said right there. Moving on to the next game. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to the next game, the Browns versus the Panthers. Very ironic, cause Baker Mayfield playing against his own his former team that traded him after drafting him, with him being their best quarterback they've had in some years. Um, uh, that's just if he's starting, then I feel like it. I feel like this game really falls on who starts, because if Sam Darnold starts, the Panthers will indeed lose that game. But most likely, no, they will. You think so? They're yes. playing against Jacoby Brissett. It doesn't matter. Sam Darnold will find a way to lose that game. Probably. But if if Baker Mayfield is starting. I feel like he he's proved himself enough 
to where he's a decent he's a decent a decent quarterback sometimes sometimes can show flashes of being a top 10 quarterback sometimes you know he's a very outspoken player been that way since um OU a lot of controversial moments um but I feel like I feel like the Panthers can come out on top with that game but moving on to the next game the 49ers versus the Bears Wow, I mean, uh, the Bears are pretty bad. Um, they got another dumpster fire of a team. They got Nikhil Harry, Darnell Mooney, a whole bunch of mid going around. David Montgomery, uh, Justin Fields. I mean, it's a young team. But it's just their that coaching staff is just atrocious. At least they don't have Matt Nagy anymore. Right, but I don't know. I just feel like. A new coaching staff with a new team, that's just, it It rarely ever goes right. It's, I don't know. I feel like the 49ers are going to come out on top, though. Because they're the most, because out of the two teams, their team has the most collective experience as a team. Because, like, if you really think about it, the 49ers, this 49ers team hasn't really changed much since that Super Bowl run. Which is... Which is really what you like to see. You're sustaining players from a team that was that could have won the Super Bowl. They've been to multiple playoffs since then. Now have they made it back to the Super Bowl? And will they? Probably not. But they were they were this close, you know, they're in the NFC championship, lost to the Rams and Because like, of Cowboys very... stupid play calling. QB sneak with no timeouts left. You know, at least the Cowboys almost made it, you know. Uh, but the 49ers uh, really kind of just – I mean, I think they're going to win this game regardless, but th- the season depends on who's going to play. I think Jimmy Garoppolo will eventually get traded. I do believe in Trey Lance. I think he's going to be a very good player in the upcoming years. But, you know, he just needs a chance, so give him this time. Moving on to the next game. Very weird one. The Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cincinnati Bengals. First off, RIP to the Heinz Field. No more ketchup. No more ketchup bottles. So, they are the... What is it? I don't even know. It's a law firm now. It's Really? Yeah, I think it's a law firm that's, that they named the stadium after. But, um... I just think that the Steelers aren't winning this game. Mike Tomlin, he's a great head coach. I think he's, I think he really doesn't have any seasons under five hundred. If if so, it only it is only one because yeah, he's a great he's, coach. He somehow always finds a way to keep any any uh any of these Pittsburgh teams, whether if that's with a clown, a B. Or Le'Veon Bell, who doesn't know what he wants. Um, he always found a way to keep that team over 500. So, but I feel like with Kenny Pickett, um, the small hands debacle, which is was was really wild, um, and he got picked over Kenny Pickett, which is many people thought Kenny Pickett was the number one quarterback, but that class, this past class for quarterbacks, was the weaker one. Out of the previous ones, with a lot of the quarterbacks coming out of smaller schools, 
with um Kenny Pickett arguably coming out of one of the bigger ones with that being Pittsburgh, which is ironic because then he got drafted to the Pittsburgh Steelers. But, you know, the Bengals are going to win. You know, Steelers, they might have Najee Harris, uh, George Pickens. They lost Juju Smith-Schuster in free agency. But I just feel like that team isn't ready yet. This might be Mike Tomlin's. I feel like Mike Tomlin's coming to an end on his career. Um, He's been to enough playoffs. Granted, I don't think he has a Super Bowl ring. I don't think so, to my knowledge. He does? Okay. Well, he has one. Uh, going against a Bengals team who, honestly, people are going to put me on a stake for this one. Hang me up. Um, I feel like last year might have been a fluke season. Just a little bit. I feel like this season really determines that, though. Because there's been a lot of teams that had that one season, that one miracle season. And then the next year, they immediately turn around and died. The Eagles. 2016 Panthers. Um, <clears throat> uh, but I just, Bengals are just the Bengals at this point. Um, I mean, a scary team to watch out for, but this particular, particular game, I think the Bengals would win. I mean, also because Mitch Trubisky, it, it's his spot to lose is what they've said. So I totally forgot about that. Yeah. And then they said Mason Rudolph has, has a, a good a, chance. A serious chance of getting that number one spot, which shows the state of the what kind of state they're in if Mason Rudolph has the chance of getting that starting spot. Yikes. No. That that's all that needs to be said about that one. Um, next game. Uh the Eagles and the Lions. Uh, <laughs> we'll just say the Eagles are going to win that one. Moving on to the next game, Colts and the Texans. Colts are going to win that. The Texans are nowhere near being a playoff, not even a wild card contender, in my opinion. Nowhere near that. So moving on to the next game that might have some potential, Patriots and the Dolphins. You know, it always seems like the Dolphins are always playing the Patriots week one. No, but I think the Patriots just lost too much without gaining much in the, this offseason. Um, but the Dolphins went out and did crazy things getting all these players, all those receivers. and uh, I think they have three running backs now, Gaskin, Mostert, and Sony Michelle. So they finally solved their problem. Uh, were they the team that gave Christian Kirk that deal? It was the no, Jaguars. The Jaguars, okay. I knew it was one of them. But, yeah, I feel like, I don't know, Patriots going, what, 9-6? and six? I think 10-6, and six, maybe. It was like 10-7 and seven or 11-6. Yeah, and losing in the uh, wild card game. Very, very sad way to lose because they got absolutely blown out by a Bills team that was really on a mission last year and I feel like they're going to be even on more of a mission this year yeah I think I didn't even get to the halftime of that game yeah that game was a snooze fest 40 something to zero or they scored scored a couple of times you know I just remember that first pass that wasn't even supposed to be a touchdown 
uh, he was trying to throw the ball away, and Dawson Knox just went up and got it. Wasn't it snowing that game, too? Yeah, it was cold. Very cold. I remember that. People were like, oh, we saw what happened the last time it was cold. Oh, uh, the Patriots, they ran, ran, the the, ball. ran the ball all over them. Uh, how the turntables, um, they most definitely did not show that. They lost by halftime. There was no coming back. Um, but I feel like, I don't know, I feel like the Dolphins might get the upper hand. No, the Patriots might get the upper hand on the Dolphins. But I feel like this one is like, this one is a toss-up for real, too. This comes down to who who's leading at halftime and who gets the ball at half, at, at, at this, the beginning of the second half. That's what this game might come down to. I think my main question right here is, um, is Jalen Waddle going to be the end of the year Jalen Waddle? Is he going to get the chance? Are the Dolphins not going to lose seven games in a you row? You know, I feel like they used him the wrong way, though. Because Jalen Waddle, he's not supposed to be breaking the receiving yard rec- the receipt the reception record he if anything he should have been breaking like you know receiving the receiving yard record with him being a speedster you don't you don't think to you know go you know drag routes slant routes with Jalen Waddle you're supposed to be like taking him over the top and just like all right let's see if he if he can run under this one but to a there's been questions about his arm, and it's just we have to wait and see at this point. But moving on to the next game, the Ravens and the Jets. Um, Ravens, Lamar Jackson coming off of being injured. Um, there's been a lot of talk about Lamar Jackson recently with some defensive coordinators saying he's not he, – he will never be that quarterback, which I feel is – Utterly blasphemous. It's utterly blasphemous that he still hasn't got his contract, and he's extremely talented. That too. He bulked up this offseason. Kind of want to see how that works out. He's like 225. I I just feel like you – it's a rare chance. Like, ever since Michael Vick, it's been very few quarterbacks that have been able to do what Lamar Jackson has done, with some of those being – uh, early Cam Newton, um, that that being the only notable name, really. RG three was like, but you know, he got injured, so he didn't really get to do much. But Lamar Jackson, this is a one once in a life, once in a generational talent for real. Um, broke the what was it the season. He broke Michael Vick's record for rushing yards in a season by quarterback, I think. And and still through like top quarterback numbers. That's what that's what really puts him over the edge. He can do he can do great things on the run and he still does like he he still gives top quarterback numbers. It's very wild. I think the Jets are a really up and coming team. I'm really excited to see how this works out. Um, they got a lot of rookies. Jermaine Johnson off the edge. They got Ahmad Sauce Gardner on the corner. Um, they got Garrett Wilson on offense, but they also got another edge, Michael Clemens, who is from Saxy High School. Really? It's just, yeah. Oh, wow. I That's think he was Saxy or Riley at one of the two, which right. is really close to. Might be Saxy. 
Or we're from. Yeah. But um yeah, I feel like I feel like the Ravens are gonna come out on top with this one. Uh moving on to one of the evening games, skipping some games here. Uh we're gonna go to the Chiefs and the Cardinals. The Cardinals have been in the news a lot recently. Um Kyler Murray with the um off field uh studying whatever that was and they took it out of his out of the deal. I feel like that was a little ridiculous. A little disrespectful to your franchise quarterback. Yeah, I don't think he ever lost a game until he got to college. He was, I believe, forty eight and no at Allen. Which he ended up stating in in that interview. He was he said, and I quote, this might not be verbatim, but he was like, Not to bring up my past um my past achievements, but um I first round pick in the draft. First uh ninth overall pick in the MLB draft. Um, forty-eight and zero in high school. First, first, um, first recruit to ever do that, and and he played in Texas, which is forty-eight and zero in Texas. Not losing in high, ever in high school in Texas is that's a feat in itself, because there's a lot of stacked teams in Texas. That's a six A school, and he's going out there. Never lost a game in what three or four seasons. Yeah, undersized quarterback too. Yeah, that's that's another reason people doubted him. Undersized, but he's just a purebred athlete. He has a that first round pick in two leagues. He has an escape artist ability in real life. I've seen it on multiple occasions. I feel like, I feel like his escape artist is better. Him being an escape artist is better than Lamar's. Yeah, he can get around, and he can move. I don't, I wouldn't say as fast, but he can really move. Uh, I feel like he's activity. not he's not faster than Lamar, but he's shiftier. But they, you saw last year, the Cardinals were not really letting him run like they did his rookie season. But honestly, do you blame him? Because he's a small guy. Don't now, granted, granted, guy. he's like he's short, but he's kind of built. But like at the end of the day, he's a small guy going against these six four, two hundred pound DNs. He's almost my my height. I'm five four, so he's like what five. Probably five eight, five eight, something like that. Going against six four, two hundred and twenty pound defensive players every day. I don't think you want your quarterback running, risking getting smacked. See, that does show some trust that he has in them because he could easily just call off a play and run. I mean, right. So I don't think the adding the. But at the end of the day, stuck to the contract. That won't help them beat the Chiefs. Because the Chiefs, that's, they might have lost uh, Tyreek Hill. Some people are saying, oh, Patrick Mahomes is going to go downhill without Tyreek Hill. All he has is Travis Kelsey. All the teams got to do is focus on that. But they forget about some of the other people, some of the not-known names. The Juju, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, McCole Hardman. Yeah, other fast receiver they can put out there. They added running back Ronald Jones. To the mix too, and don't forget about uh, Clyde Edwards Alaire, uh, who is a pretty decent running back when he wasn't injured. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that team is they that team hasn't changed other than Tyreek Hill leaving. They they're just you know you still got Patrick Mahomes back there calling the plays, and it's just like he can do whatever he wants at this point. I feel like Andy Reid just like. All right, here's the outline of the play. Now go do what you want to do with that. You know? 
he's proven. He's uh, probably the most talented player and quarterback I've probably ever seen. Uh, he can do what he can. Proven and yeah, I has mean, proven it on multiple occasions. I got the Chiefs one in this game for sure. Yeah, but um, you know, Cardinals are still a good team, but just not good enough to beat the Chiefs. Uh, moving on to one of the last games in the afternoon before the Sunday night game. Um, we have the Raiders and the Chargers. Um, very interesting game with the Chargers being a newly rebuilt team in one off season, and then the Raiders with uh the new Devon new Devonte Adams and uh Derek Carr connection going on. The Fresno State. Yeah, Play. that's the main reason he went. Honest, I think. Probably had a lot to do with it. Um, I feel like the with Darren Waller being considered a top tight end in the league, um, you know, Derek Carr showing he can he can take a team places, um, but he can't do it by himself. We saw that against the Bengals. Um, they almost won that game though, but well, they did lose a few players this year. But I think they could. I think they're gonna be better than they were last year. They lost Zay Jones and. Still kind of sad. They got rid of their um. They got rid of that coach, their interim head coach. Oh, Rich Bisaccia. Yeah, kind of. Part of me wanted him to stay, but it's kind of understandable. You're an interim coach. It's very rare an interim coach gets hired as as like the head coach. But that's. I feel like the Chargers are gonna come away with that game though. Uh, you know I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go separate here. I'm gonna go Raiders winning this mm-hmm. one. Okay. And then <laughs> moving on to the Sunday night game. Bucks versus the Cowboys. I don't like any of these teams. You know, as a Cowboys fan, I think it's just, you know, it's the most expensive franchise. Let's put them up against Brady every year. So, uh, you know, as a Panthers fan, if I could, I'd, I'd really call for a tie because I don't want to see none of them win. But if I had to pick a team I was gonna win, it has to be the Bucks. Cause, you know, you have Trayvon Diggs. We're looking to see if that wasn't a fluke year, with him breaking the interception record. I'm pretty sure he didn't break it. He was close to it though. Um, I just feel like he's <laughs> he's not a man corner. He's really not. He's more of he's more of a trick the quarterback, but. This is Tom Brady we're talking about. You can't really trick him. He he knows what he's doing. If anything, he's gonna trick the corners. But um, yeah, I feel like with newly acquired Julio Jones too, which is at this point, Roger Goodell, please veto some of these things, because this is a real life Madden team we're looking at right now. Yeah, uh, Trayvon did have a pick against Brady last year, but you know, I'm not gonna be biased here. Uh, it was a close game last year, but Cowboys have really lost a lot of players. Thanks, Jerry Jones. Amari um, Cooper. Uh, we lost probably probably above 10 players that are really good. Um, a lot of starters on the line. We lost our starting right tackle, starting left guard, two starting receivers, <laughs> edge rusher, and I'm not going to keep going, but uh, – That's 
That's a lot of people for already mid-teens. Yeah, for uh, the corners, Anthony Brown, I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm ready, not ready to see Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Julio Jones, uh, uh, Russell Gage, and Jalen Darden to just that cornerback room uh, go down on the Anthony Brown, Jordan Lewis, and Trayvon. You know, you got uh, Kelvin Joseph. Kelvin Joseph, Anthony Brown, uh, Israel Mukwamu, I think that's his name. That corner out of South Carolina uh, came out the same year as J.C. Horn. Uh, you know, I mean, Kelvin Joseph, if he can stay out of trouble, maybe. Kelvin Joseph, yeah. But, uh, he can be a decent corner. And uh, also, what's his name? Um, having a little brain lapse here. But, um, yeah, I feel like the Bucks are going to come out on top. And I'd have to agree with that. Um, but moving on to the final game of the official first week of the NFL, the 2022 NFL season. Uh, Broncos versus the Seahawks. And, um, Russell Wilson, um, are they... Are the Broncos and the Seahawks in the same division? No. Well, regardless, um, that's cra- it's kind of ironic. You trade your franchise quarterback to a team you beat in the Super Bowl, and then you play, you're playing your franchise quarterback after trading him in the first game of the of the season. NFL story writers definitely had to do something with this and the Baker game. You know, I feel like. The script writer's going crazy with this one. You know, some people might disagree with me. You know, but I feel like some parts of the NFL are scripted, maybe. Just some, just some, not all, not all. Just the... I feel like the trades sometimes, maybe. Maybe the trades are, are a bit scripted, but going off of this, I feel like the Broncos might come out on top. Because, you know, if you said that last year, Somebody would look at you crazy. <laughs> but um I feel like Seahawks they lost some stuff. They gained some stuff. At the end of the day, your starting quarterback's either Drew Locke or Geno Smith. You know, the only thing you can really look forward to is which of these two quarterbacks am I gonna take next year. So I mean you got Noah Fant as your tight end, DK's on a new deal. Uh Tyler Lockett's still there somehow. Um, I mean, but for the Broncos, Tim Patrick just tore his ACL yesterday, but... But they still have Cortland Sutton. Jerry Judy. Yeah. KJ um, Hamler's coming back. And on the defense, they have, um, what's that safety's name? Get him Justin with, Simmons. Yeah, I get him mixed up with Jesse Bates a lot. Um, uh, Patrick Sertan Jr. PS2. They still, they still got him. Quite a good player. Um, I feel like... I feel like he's gonna make a difference in that game. I feel like this might be might be his breakout year. It's kind of a really young team, from the exception of Russell Wilson. I'm really excited to see how this turns out. You know, there's a lot of young teams in the league actually. Bradley Chubb and Randy Gregory. Let's see how this edge rusher duo is gonna look. You know, you know Bradley Chubb has always been injury prone. That, but when he's on the field, he does he does make a difference when he's on the field. But hopefully, we get to see him out of his injury prone state but that'll conclude this episode uh 
Once again, I'm Houston, and I'm here with my co-host Thomas. Uh, we're excited to give y'all more episodes throughout this season, more news, all that stuff. Make sure you share this with your friends. We're trying to get as many people listening to us as possible. Um, and that's it. We'll see y'all when we see y'all. All right. Bye.